Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Maggie Palmer. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Sarah. I hear that uh, we both, uh, sounds like we both blew off our workouts this morning. <laughs> no, I just got back from my run. Oh, fi- oh fine. Rub it in, rub it I in. It. Oh, I my made go- it work. Oh my God. So you, we have two different reasons though. You explain yours, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll explain mine. Well, it's your fault because <laughs> you were making me work and we had to have a call. Whip at you, whip at you. Uh-huh. And you yeah. were like, let's cancel it. Wait, let's do it. Let's cancel it. Let's do it. And I was in and out and up. And then we did the call and I still had time to go. And the kids were asking for lunch and I was like, here's some Cheerios. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. You put, you put some milk on it. You know, that's two, at least two food groups, maybe of, of sliced fruit, maybe, maybe some berries. And, I, and when I threw it, so the dog got some too. So it was like, I fed everybody <laughs> on the way out the door. I'm like, I've got Cape Cod to train for. Oh, you sure do. Yeah. Cape Cod's not going to run itself. <laughs> it's not. That half marathon's not going to run itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you did not set your alarm and then just blow it off. When you oh, mentioned right. on our earlier call that you have trouble waking up early. That was just... Yeah. I do that every day. I set it for five. It goes off. My husband grumbles. I hit it a few times and I go back to sleep and then he wakes up and he goes for a run. Oh my, and then he uh-huh. spits in your eye as he goes out the door. Um, see, I can if I, if the alarm goes off, it's all over, but the crying, like I just can, I'm not a snooze hitter. I'm nothing like it just, I, uh, I just can't do it. So no, I can't uh, see, do it. So I woke up far before my alarm and I've had a sore throat for about two days and it was so bad. And I suddenly thought, what if I have strep? Oh my gosh, what if I have strep? And so I thought, you know what? I think I need to sleep in. So I slept in. So, and uh, boy, that's, I mean, it's a red letter day. I probably do that, I don't know, once a year, maybe. That's it. I'm I'm done. That was my one. (laughs) What is sleeping in for you? Is that like eight o'clock? Oh, oh, what is, no, John is in uh, ballet school this week and next week. So uh, I got up. I guess I got up around 7.20 maybe. Yeah. So, um, See, that's the thing with moms is we're like, I slept in. I got up at 7.30 and people are like, what? <laughs> well, this weekend, actually, all three kids are gone. Uh, Phoebe is going camping, I believe, for the first time ever. And the twins are going to the coast with um, a friend and that friend's grandma. So, I mean, there might be something even more than sleeping and going on this weekend. <laughs> um. <laughs> Every time my husband and I don't have the kids, we feel like that movie with Will Ferrell where he's like, I might go to Ikea. I mean, maybe Bed Bath & Beyond if I have time. Who knows? I might have Lowe's. Like that. I'm like, we looked at each other the other day and we're like, we just like, we got really excited about going to Costco and getting a good deal on gas. Like that's where we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my that's gosh. Like, Oh that's where God. we are in life. <laughs> no, that Jack. See, I'm not a Costco shopper. Jack is the one who goes there because he'll be, you know, as a real estate agent, he'll be out and about and he'll text, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to Costco. Need anything? And all I want to say is don't buy a whole bunch of stuff we don't need. That's what I that's what I need. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I don't need 200 rolls of toilet paper. So. Oh my gosh, we had just, there was, it was a toilet paper desert here for a while. And we had just so many paper towels. And then this morning I just said to Jack, I'm like, now it's switched. Where, where's a roll of, of uh, paper towels? And, the, you know, it's like sorting through hundreds of bales of, of uh, uh, toilet paper. So anyway. You start uh, using the paper towels as toilet paper. Like, that's how lazy <laughs> I get. That, that's my, like, I uh, to go to Costco. Like, yeah. Th- that's, you know, things are bad when, yes. <laughs> um, so, but uh, you are coming to us not from Chicago, Maggie. You are coming to us from a different time zone and a different state. I know. It's like, where in the world am I? I woke up the other day. I fully thought I was in St. Martin at like 20 wow. minutes. And then I looked outside, it was a little overcast. I was like, oh no, I'm in Chicago. Like in 20 minutes went by, I thought I was in Chicago. I'm having like an existential crisis. <laughs> I'd say I'm so. in Ohio. <laughs> you were in Ohio, yes. Which which I, I think is really not St. Martin. I think I'm safe in saying that. Um, it yeah. could be confused with Chicago, but it definitely is not St. Martin. So no, yeah. it's not St. Martin, but yeah. I love it here. I, yeah, I know. I'm in Northeast, um, huge Bammer community and they have just welcomed me with open arms. I did my first coffee run 
um, oh. with the group and that means, you, they, that means you go for coffee afterwards. Is that what a coffee run is? Yeah. You meet at a different coffee shop around town and it's, oh. and you go for a run. I am a solo runner and mm-hmm. it was so much fun. It was like this girl I was running with just had the energy of like a 12 year old and she just <laughs> was talking and she's a teacher. So she's getting ready for the school year. And I mean, I just listened and I swear the three miles was over in no nice. time. Nice. It was fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. So, and someone else organizes this, chooses the, the meetup spot and all that. So you just have to show up. Yeah. You just show up. And I mean, they're like, it's the moms run this town that, group, yeah. and they are all over this town. They are like doing five thirty runs every single day. Awesome. I don't do. But so I did the seven thirty Sunday run. Cause I'm like seven thirty, I can do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. Not, nice. Not so, <laughs> so are all the boxes unpacked and, um, China in its place and things like that? <laughs> I don't I... have any China. I have <laughs> Ikea plates. Uh, they're put away, but yeah, you know, every day I make a little list of like things to do. I'm kind of a pro now at moving. I'd so say if you anybody are, yeah. needs help and, uh, you can call me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. And the kids are, when do they start school? August 15th. Oh, soon. Two weeks from today. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we, get, we, I still have, um, four weeks left of summer break cause John's in ballet school through, through a week from Friday. And then after that, he has two weeks of musical theater camp in town. So, um, I love John. I love that he's in ballet camp and in musical theater. I think that's so great. I love John too. I, um, he, <laughs> he's okay. I'll keep him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that, um, yesterday it's so much fun to have him come home from that and tell us all about it at dinner. And because it's also, it's a full day. So he doesn't get home much before dinner because he takes the public bus. He takes, um, the bus home. So he's, he's like a commuter. Um, so last evening I was asking him and they have all these different kind of sessions at the school. And so they have, um, boys or men's technique and i said and john just turned 13 on saturday and i'm bragging a bit here because because i think it deserves to be bragged on that uh that he is the youngest boy in the boys technique uh class by two years like so the next the next youngest kid is 15 and john said the kid is six foot two (laughs) john is not six foot two he's maybe (laughs) maybe five two with the afro so i mean uh, someday though i mean you guys are tall so he has a chance right he does but jack was a real late bloomer jack's six one and he um was oh i've seen a there's a picture of him on his 16th birthday and i looked about that age when i was probably on my 10th birthday I mean, when I was 16, the drinking age was 18, and I got into bars, no problem. Did I just say yeah. that out loud? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Alex is giving me the side eye. Um, like, we'll edit that in post. <laughs> no, Come no. get me, coppers. What are you going to do? <laughs> right, right. Statute of limitations is run out. Um, so, and but he was he smiled and he said that uh, the guys help him a lot. The other guys help him a lot in that class. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, and then he was very nice. He was saying that, um, you know, he went to the same, he went to a camp at this school earlier in the summer. And so he said that the, um, he had the same teacher as in one of the sessions yesterday. And he said, oh, and she chose me to go first because she knew I have, and he wasn't going to say anything. And then I said, oh, I said, because she knows your ability. And he was like, I could see he was like, yes, I like that word, mom, ability. Like he does, he is not a bragger. And, uh, so it was, it was very heartwarming. I was like, oh, it's so lovely to have a child who's so modest. Um, whereas, you know, so then, so I got to make up for it by bragging about him on the podcast. Well, there you go. That's what moms are for. (laughs) Right. That's what moms are for. So, um, (laughs) so I do want to also say that I have, I had a social event. I, I, uh, went to yet another concert solo, went to see, um, the psychedelic furs at the Oregon zoo last Friday night. And uh, Maggie, you're far too young to know who the psychedelic furs are, probably. Um, yes, am I correct? Uh, well, I watched it on the, you did the live feed on our Instagram account, so I watched yeah. that. Oh, good, good. But you probably watched it. The, I hope you were asleep while I was doing that, because that was kind of late by that point. They they probably didn't come on until 8.30 in your time. That's that's 11.30. Um, oh so, but yeah, I figured I was, 
all the uh, you know children of the '80s, the teens of the '80s who are in the tribe. I thought, oh, they might like to see you know him singing, uh, you know, "Love My Way" or "Pretty in Pink." So, oh my gosh! And I had heard that. I mean, okay, so I'm speaking to the people who know, you know, from from new wave music like I do. I was just, I loved, I lived for new wave music, and I just the, the psychedelic first. I used to when I would call guys in high school or college, my psych album that I would put on that would get me like, okay, I can do this. I can call a guy. I would put on "Forever Now" by the psychedelic first. So, because <laughs> the worst part was the mom answering, right? And you had to like get past that. Right. Well, and just kind of the acting all casual, you know, the hey, Mike, how are you? What's um, up? <laughs> What's up, Mike? And then the awkward silence. It's like, okay, see you tomorrow. Right, right. Uh, so, oh, life was so simple then. Uh, so, so, oh, but gosh, the psychedelic first were phenomenal. They were, I mean, Richard Butler, the lead singer, he sounds exactly like he does on albums from the 80s. It's amazing because I have to say after seeing, um, you know, I've seen Katy Perry, I've seen Taylor Swift this year, that their shows are so produced and you also get a sense that their voices cannot do what they could do even five years ago. And I just wanted to say, hey, you know, Tay-Tay and Katy, in your face, listen to Richard Butler still in in his 60s. So, um Oh, great. Now Taylor's never going to be on our podcast. Oh, um, it was also fun to uh, have an encore because, you know, these 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 young whippersnappers who do concerts these days, they have their set list and they they do it and then they leave the stage and the lights come up. And and this was like, you know, if you clapped long enough, you, you knew that they would come back out and perform a couple more songs. So it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So no, anyway. Taylor's already gone. Everyone's like, come back out. And she's already like on the bus. Oh, right. Gone. The makeup's been taken <laughs> off, you know, the hair extensions, everything. So <laughs> the mask, everything's off. <laughs> um, so uh, I do want to, before we get to um, our guest, I do want to um, mention that we got some live podcast recordings coming up um, as soon as next week. August 8th at noon headquarters in Seattle. Molly and I will be there. Super excited for that. We're doing um, one uh, possibly in Boulder in September. That's all I'm going to say about that now. And, um, oh, I'm hopping on a call later today. Might have another one later this month. And then also, but uh, we just have firmed up plans for one in Kansas City, Missouri on Wednesday, October 17th. Those are kind of all the details we know at the moment for that one. But um, mark that in ink on your calendar, the 17th, all you KC gals. And uh, we are thinking about having one in Cape Cod on Thursday, October 24th. So, whew, it's a lot of details. They can be found on anothermotherrunner.com slash upcoming hyphen events. So, um, so if you want to see the show, see, you know, be in the room where the sausage gets made, that's where you can do it. Um, so today's topic is running gear, shoes, apparel, accessories. We'll be talking with Christine Petter, a gear gal who works at a female focused running store in Michigan. After this quick break, stay with us. Christine Petter works at Gazelle Sports, a running store in Michigan with five locations. Christine is an assistant store manager at the Northville, Michigan store, a dedicated runner with 16 half marathons under her running belt. Christine is also a new mom and the training coordinator for the store's 5K and 10K programs. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much. I was so excited when um, uh, my boss at Gazelle asked me to come on. So I'm so stoked to talk to you guys today. Awesome. Awesome. So Christine, we know uh, you're a new mom and we all need our little baby fix. So (laughs) can you tell us how old's the baby, names, all that fun stuff? Sure, absolutely. So um, we have a little girl. Her name is Eleanor. Um, She is seven and a half months um, and she is just the best mix of both of us. Oh my gosh. She has my husband's beautiful blue eyes and Mm. she looks just like him. Um, (laughs) I'm hoping maybe she grows out of that. Maybe not. He's still a cutie. So, you know, um, but, uh, she definitely has my lungs, um, which I'm proud of. Um, and she's really started to be active already, which makes me super happy. Um, she, was without getting like super personal she was um born at 36 weeks so every time we have like a development appointment they're always like remember she's technically a month younger by medical 
Mm -hmm. um, by all medical realms and everything like that. But she is getting ready to crawl mm. and she likes to hold herself up on the side of the couch mm -hmm. and she does laps in her crib at night. So <laughs> I'm taking that as an active baby and I just hope she wants to move in whatever way makes her happy. So. Oh, good. Could you say, Aww, you say that now before she, you have to baby proof your whole house and you're like, wait a minute, I put her down over there and now she's over there. How did that happen? Right. Oh yes. Yes. I'm some store is going to be very happy with me and two months when I have to buy like six baby aids. Right, so. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, Christine. So tell us about your running background and where you're at currently. Sure. So um, I found running in a very unconventional way. And when I think of running, I think of, you know, training for any sort of distance, whether it's 5k or a marathon, um, having a training program. Um, I grew up um, and very happily, accepted that I was fast, um, which was good because I did not have the best attention span. Mm -hmm. So joining the cross country team and having to run three miles was not an interest to me. Um, so I really embraced my speed. I was a collegiate um, sprinter and I played soccer. Mm -hmm. um, I unfortunately was hurt in college um, playing soccer and that is how I discovered running. Um, part of my recovery was very um, slow miles. And when I mean mm. slow, they were always walking. I could introduce 30 seconds of running, then I got to move up to 45 seconds, eventually a minute, so on and so on. Mm -hmm. um, eventually one day I'm out doing rehab with a friend and we realized that I've just run, walked seven miles, something that I was like, wow, I didn't think I could do that. I'd run five Ks, 10 Ks, you know, just for fun to mostly see how fast I could do them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she and I got back to my parents' house that day, and we signed up for a half marathon. Mm -hmm. And that really set the tone for where I am um, today. I have run 16 half marathons. Um, the one I think I'm the most proud of was Detroit last year, just because I was about seven months pregnant oh. at the time. Uh -huh. So I'm really proud of that one. Um, but for me... Um, coming from a little bit more of the competitive athlete and then working here at Gazelle, I think my story is one um, that I can relate to most customers with and that I wasn't always a runner and now I love it. And I came to love it in a way that wasn't so great. Um, and when I work with, with new customers, specifically new runners, I try to spend a lot of time with them. Um, I mostly, I'm very rarely and done with a customer, I would say, like, quicker than 30 minutes, um, mm. because I like to find out their story and what makes them tick, and especially if they are that new runner, and now that I have this new role as a mom, I just like to know more about them, and I want to share their running story, you know, with my coworkers, but also remember them, so if I ever see them again in store, or I see them out somewhere in Metro Detroit at a race, we can connect again and we can, you know, share our journeys and, and mm -hmm. move forward together. So that's really my running story. Mm -hmm. Nice. So jumping on to where you are now, um, you ran a marathon at seven months pregnant, which, so that's making me feel like definitely a half, motivated. A half. I need to actually a half. Uh, a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. a half. Okay. Yes. Okay. But still that, you know, amazing. Um, so what's your postpartum journey been like so far? So postpartum um, has been a lot easier than some of my other friends um, sort of alluded to what it would be like. Um, I actually played soccer uh, four weeks postpartum because um, mm. I couldn't sit in the house in the middle of uh, January anymore. <laughs> and I said to my husband, I got to go do something. Um, so I went. That was the longest uh, 60 minutes of my life. <laughs> So were you, were you playing indoor? Like, was it futsal yes. or something? Yep. Uh -huh. Yep. We were playing indoor. Um, mm -hmm. and I, um, was great for like the first three shifts. And then I just remember being so tired and saying, I think I'm going to sit for a while. Um, <laughs> but that really kicked off running, um, through the rest of the winter. And the minute it hit 60 degrees, I put the baby in the jogging stroller and we have this cool, um, 
attachment so she could actually be in her car seat bucket in mm-hmm. the stroller and not bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was so awesome. So put her in there, got her all bundled up and we went and ran and I did my first race back um, in April and oh. then I ran a half marathon Memorial weekend. So oh. Wow. So that yeah. was like five months postpartum or four months? Five, just over five. Wow. Wow. So, Get on yeah. you. Get on you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in our first book, Run Like a Mother, we have a chapter about how great run running specialty stores are and also mm-hmm. how to get over the intimidation factor of going into one. And it sounds like, you know, if, if people could meet someone like you in the store, that would be amazing because you show an interest, you show an empathy for them. And so when you think about the the runners, particularly the the mom runners, maybe in their 30s or 40s that you have met, do do one or two stand out? Their stories stand yeah, out? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so one of my favorite um, interactions that I have, um, and it made me so happy, I guess I should say, when you alluded that this might be a question because um, mm-hmm. this particular woman, Jennifer, and I have stayed in very good contact over the last three years. But anyway, it was right after we first opened in June 2015 and um, she came in, she was um, uh, early 40s at the time. She had some, um, uh, I believe the daughters were, they were twins, they were in sixth grade, and then she had another daughter that was in fourth. But they were embracing the um, after-school running club that they had in hopes Mm. of running cross-country in middle school and high school. So Jennifer... Um, you know, said to me, I'd love to make this commitment to run with my girls, show them Mm. that mom is interested. Um, Eventually, I'd love to run a 5k. So I sat her down, we went through our entire fit process. Um, We spent just about two hours together that day. And the, the girls put and the girls put up with that. My kids would have been like, "Mom, we're out of here, Mom, Mom." Well, you know, they were all like, "Oh, Mom, that color's great. That shirt's not so great. You should get these socks." So you know, the girls the girls were awesome. Um, uh-huh. But she walked out, you know, with a ton of product, and it was one of those interactions where I was like, "Okay, she's she's definitely going to do the running, and she's going to stick with it." But you know, and she had mentioned that she would love to be able when her daughters were older to run eventually, you know, a half or something with them. Cause one of her daughters was already increasing her mileage. One of the wow. twin girls was already increasing her mileage pretty high for a sixth grader. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so we have kept in touch for three years and she comes in, she will see me for new shoes, new apparel, whatever the thing may be. But what I'm so proud of is she's running the Detroit marathon in October. Wow. Um, and it's just this, I have goosebumps right now talking about it, but it's just this feel good feeling because it's like three years ago, all you wanted to do is make sure your daughters knew that you were excited for their running journey and you wanted to be active. And now you're doing this marathon for yourself and it's so awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's amazing. So you, you just mentioned that she walked out with, you know, a couple of bags of awesome swag. So in addition to the obvious, we all know we need running shoes and a well-fitting sports bra. What are some critical gear purchases for new runners? So I always add on two to those. Specifically, um, if I am working with a woman, it's always shoes and a sports bra. Um, We have a saying here, you know, your sports bras should never have a birthday. When you get new shoes, you get new sports bras. So that is something that I always reiterate. But the two things I like to pull for anyone that I work with are always socks. Um, Socks to me are a game changer. Um, A good poly blend sock helps with moisture wicking, um, definitely prevents blisters. You never want to go the cotton route, I'm sure you ladies, you all oh, have yeah. heard cotton is rotten. Um, <laughs> I've never actually heard that phrase. And, oh, and okay. that, I should have a tattoo of that because I definitely, I obviously believe it in socks, but my gosh, I feel the same way also about shirts. Like mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe that people run in cotton still. And, mm-hmm. and even my, my dear business partner sometimes does it on rare occasions. So <laughs> cotton is rotten. I'm writing that down. It's a phrase that we, that we use all the time. It's part of our training with new hires um it's my favorite thing to say especially with our high school kids because then they'll look at me and they'll be like 
oh, these socks were from Meyer. They're definitely <laughs> cotton. <laughs> but um, those socks are always my first thing. And usually when I bring out shoes for a new customer, I make it a point to go right by the sock wall mm-hmm. um, and grab a pair so they can either try them on with their shoes or I can talk about them so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and and word on the street is, is that you also love Belega. Socks. Oh my gosh, I love Belega. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a. I, am I a can't run it without my Belegas. Like if one is dirty, if a pair is dirty, like I will just I'll have to go through the laundry and put them on. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I, no, I'm I the same way. A dirty pair of Belega is better than some other brand it's of clean better socks. Than anything? I'm gonna get that tattooed. I might <laughs> take up my whole back. But yes, my I um, that knowledge. So funny thing about socks, my husband caught on to me about. Mm, a year and a half into working here, um, I like to just slip on sandals in the morning and grab my running shoes or my, um, I call them like my floor shoes, whatever I wear when I'm working the floor. Mm-hmm. And I just stick them in my backpack and I go. Well, I have the habit of not grabbing the socks because I really would rather stay in like the flip-flops all day. Mm-hmm. So he caught on to me that all I really wanted to do was forget the socks so I could get the newest pair of whatever <laughs> belegas we were getting in store. <laughs> so and, and I had to be a little more sneaky with that. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're definitely the first ones that I grab off the shelf for people. And you know, if the customer doesn't like it, then I go find something else my number two on the list for socks is features mm-hmm. um but no belega hands down i love nice. them nice 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 um second thing that i always grab it is a product um and it's called a foot rubs ball mm. um and we usually recommend it for people who have any sort of um arch issues going on any plantar fasciitis mm-hmm. um pain or if they really just want a good massage. Um, But I bring it out for our new runners usually because I think, um, and I know this just from how I discovered running, but I often forget that you have to take care of the feet after the good socks and after the good running shoes. Mm, uh And so what I like to share with customers, my favorite trick to do with the foot rubs ball is I put it in the freezer. Mm. So then when I come back from the run, or late at night or whatever I'm doing, if I'm watching TV, if I'm reading a book, I take it out of the freezer and I put it on my arch and it's nice and cold Mm -hmm. and it makes the little massage nubs on the ball feel a little more intense, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you have like the cool to sort of help, you know, it feels better. And then as the ball warms up, your muscles have warmed up then, your tissues in your foot have warmed up. So then by then you've got a really good massage going and you don't really notice that like 30 minutes have gone by and your feet are really happy. So that's my little trick with that one. <laughs> nice, nice. So anything you'd add on if somebody was stepping up to a half marathon and you know facing down all that training? Um, two things for half marathon, depending on when you're going to run it, specifically in Michigan. Um, I've done races in April where it's been 80 degrees and hot. And then I've done races in April where there's an inch of snow on the ground and it's a blizzard. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing for running a half or training for any race really is learn to run with layers and learn what materials work best with your body. So Mm -hmm. a good base layer that you can tolerate for six plus miles if you're training for a half or a full or a windproof jacket that's not so heavy you can't move your arms efficiently Mm -hmm. Um, and then I like to tell people make sure you are that you're able to either throw away a piece of apparel or if you're comfortable with the jacket tied around your waist or if you have you know your my husband is a saint he comes to everything and I call him the bag man if you have a bag man (laughs) put your bag man somewhere good on the course that you can hand it to them um But learning to run in layers, I think, is super critical, um, especially, you know, for us Midwestern folk, because you never know what you're going to get. But then you're also prepared to come race day. So you can run in just the tank top or you can run in the three layers and the, you know, fleece lined pants if you have to. Um, But that's that's a trick that I think or a tip that I think um, some people kind of forget, especially when they're new to running. They think, you know, 
I've seen a lot of, oh, I'll just throw my hoodie on and go. And I'm like, oh, cotton, it's just going to absorb the sweat and the snow and the rain and don't do it. I know. I think I think it's also um, critical that you said that the layers that work for you, mm-hmm. because like I just cannot run in a jacket. I just cannot do it. And, and I live in Portland, Oregon, so I typically don't have to. So but for okay. me, like a lightweight running vest is my best friend from about November until April. Whereas, you know, I don't know, somebody in Minnesota is going to laugh at the idea of just a, a vest as the outerwear. So I, and you know, like I love wearing wool, long sleeve, half mm-hmm. zips, you know, like, and th- that to me is really the perfect winter running garment. And mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, no, 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 I need something fleecy. I need something softer, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really good to experiment, take tips, you know, find out what other people are doing, but then figure out what works for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I am familiar with how Gazelle Sports is. Um, I would hope other run specialty stores are similar to us, but we have um, what I like to call it is a, um, is a, not a try-on policy, but we firmly believe in every product that we sell. Mm. And if you go run, you know, a training run in, let's say, a lightweight vest and for some reason, it's bouncing funny at the waist, or mm-hmm. you can't get it to cinch right, or mm-hmm. you decided it's too big. Um, we believe in every product that we have, and if it doesn't work for a runner, we happily take it back mm-hmm. and help them find something else. Mm-hmm. Help them find something that will take this little bit of discouragement that they might have found with this particular product not working and make sure that they go back out the door happy and they go back for the next training run ready to try something new and they're not thinking to themselves, well, great, I couldn't find an outer layer. I'm going to have to run the treadmill all winter Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think that's important to know that that I would, you know, that, okay, so the gazelle sports that they do that. So then to think like, okay, maybe my local running store in Colorado or in Maine or wherever Mm -hmm. is going to do that because I think, you know, I, I'm a big believer in shopping local. I think it's, you know, we, we have to here in Portland. It's one of the city mottos, I'm pretty sure. And um, so that, you know, so many people are like, oh, I'll just order off of Amazon because I can save 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, then if it doesn't work after that run, you're stuck with it. So right, to absolutely. know that, okay, not only can you get advice at a running store, but then to have a, a generous return policy or exchange policy, you know, mm-hmm. that, that to me is an important important in a way to to really build up your own personal collection of pieces that work for you. Well, absolutely. And especially, you know, with new, new runners or like me as a mom, I do have some mom runner friends who are sort of in the same boat, you know, their clothes aren't fitting anymore. And they're like, you know, what do we do? And this new journey for us is our bodies go back to where they were or stay or whatever, you know, happens. It's very trial and error. Mm -hmm. I think it's another thing that I really appreciate about our company is that I can have that trial and error and I can share that with my customers. And I know they'll come back knowing they can try something else or they'll come back and they'll rave about whatever worked so well for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like you said, trying to find, you have to find something that works for you and especially mm -hmm. for women and mothers where you are currently. Like my husband runs in the shorts he's had since high school. It's all good. <laughs> that must be nice. Like his body has not changed that much. Like a couple pounds there, a couple pounds there, whatever. But I mean, that brings us to, to running bras. Like mm-hmm. I had awesome running bras and then I had three kids and I breastfed and hello, you know, mid to late thirties. So, mm-hmm. and okay, everyone's going to cringe. I'm still wearing like the same bras I wore before. And some of them are tight and some of them are not so tight. I definitely mm-hmm. need to come see you. I will drive to Michigan to see you and we'll hang out. <laughs> um, it's like Beth from our Facebook page said she wishes she could just cry about sports bras and I will listen. And I told her I will be super supportive. See what I did there? I'm using it. <laughs> I will be supportive, but I cannot give you advice. So I think uh, you need to give all of us advice on running bras, please. <laughs> Absolutely. So I briefly mentioned it earlier, but... Um, running bras should never have a birthday. Um, And that was something I didn't know. So being that college athlete, for me, it was like, "Mm, where can I get like the three pack? I'll just wear two when they start (laughs) to wear out. 
you know, no big deal. And then um, I got, I was really good friends with someone on the cross country team. And she said, um, they all called me, they called me Chrissy in college. She was like, Chrissy, you have got to stop doing this to the girls, basically. <laughs> She's like, because as much as you run up and down the field and do your sprints, they're running it with you. And I'm like, oh, I guess I never thought about that. And not in the same direction sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, I've taken that with me all these years, really. And for me, and, you know, I will be 100% honest and I can relate to the listeners. I hate shopping for sports bras, probably as much as I hate shopping for real bras. Um, but what I have found um, through my journey of you know, before being a mother and now is give yourself the patience to A, accept your body when you're going into wherever you're going to, mm-hmm. and B, um, just find um, a salesperson to talk to. So believe it or not, one of the best people on our staff to fit a running bra is one of our um, gentleman staff members. And he is just so kind and he listens, but he is very um, technical when it comes to material, how it might clasp in the back um, or in the front, depending on what style it is. Um, And I always take my tips from him. Um, So for me, when you're shopping for a bra and I'm help, or if I'm helping a customer, I like to ask them how they're moving, what kind of activity, what their body is doing when they're moving, and what they feel most comfortable in. And by asking those questions, I can kind of determine, okay, are they going to need a bra that has a lot of support? Are they going to need something that might be um, a little less supportive, but will go the distance? And by that, I mean, will they be able to run a marathon in something that doesn't feel like it's squeezing their chest together? Um, So those are really my biggest tips. Um, I have always found that the bras I end up liking the most get discontinued, and then I have to start the process all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But two that I love, and I'm going to throw them out there just because they've been so magical for me before baby, after baby, um, but the New Balance Hero Bra and the Brooks Mm. Fast Forward Cross Back. Mm. So they both cross in the back. there's a clasp on the Brooks bra, but uh-huh. they have support that comes from your shoulders versus a band underneath your boobs. Uh-huh. So A, it makes you want to stand up straighter, which uh-huh. helps you running. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But C, I think it makes me feel better because I feel like I'm a little more like upright and happy and not feeling like I'm lugging around bowling balls. it's a good way to put it (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. gosh it's 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 also so personal the whole bra thing i mean um oh it is a back clasp is critical for me for a running bra because i just can't stand that that shimmy that you have to do to get out of a pull over the head style when it's Mm -hmm. sweaty and particularly (gasps) in the summer stuck in one like in a changing room oh yeah oh yes oh for sure like a panic button like i need i I was like (gasps) i'm sweating and it's like you hear the (laughs) ripping and you're like oh yes oh yes yes we um we affectionately call those the straight jacket bras here oh they're terrible because you're all like i'm a 38b or whatever you know like you were you know 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and that bra's like no you're not you got me on but you're not getting me off (laughs) oh i guess that's when you hope there's no hidden cameras anywhere right (laughs) (laughs) so um as maggie alluded to with that uh, comment from um beth we got some questions from our facebook page so we're gonna kick off those and here's one from Kristen that's especially relevant during hot summer months and when folks are training for longer fall races and uh hydration packs how do i find a decent one and do the vest rub your boobs and hurt and i have to say (laughs) i've wondered the same thing because i just am i'm kind of shocked by how popular hydration vests are among women and Mm -hmm. just i'm like oh gosh i just think about the chafing and the i don't know so um so talk to us about about hydration vests and packs yeah so um 
really for those, again, I sort of feel like that ends up being um, a trial a trial and error. Um, so there are a lot of different brands out there. Um, I actually took a poll of some of my best running gals that I know who use hydration on oh, vests. Um, and um, A, they, so, so the big thing I asked was, do they rub your boobs and do they hurt? The resounding <laughs> answer from them was no, oh. um, but it does take some adjusting to oh get used to something being both on the front of you and on the back, especially where the bladder will sit. Mm -hmm. um, and what my um, one friend, Jean, said is that take it for a short run, take it for a long run. Get used to how the, um, pat, the vest or pack moves with your body. She said that's the best way, she said, to become one with the pack. Mm. Um, the one that she has, um, she has, she has two. Um, she has a Camelback, mm -hmm. and then she has the Salomon um, ADV12 Hydration Hydration oh. Vest. Sorry, mm -hmm. I knew that was going to be a mouthful <laughs> when I put it down. Um, now she was like so stoked when I asked her about this. She runs every training run that she comes with me on with this vest. Wow. Whether we're going three miles, whether we're going twelve miles, you know, whatever the case may be. She always has this vest on. Um, she likes it because the flask system and the bladder system is what they call a soft flask system. Mm. And what, what she likes about that is that it's balanced for her. So mm. when it's full, um, she doesn't feel like sometimes the water is all on like the right side of her back or the left side of her back. She said because it's soft, mm. um, it just sort of stays with her in the middle and as the level of the water goes down she said she doesn't notice so much of things you know changing or becoming unbalanced as she does with other brands she's tried in the past um with that one she also said that what she really likes because she does a lot of her running on trails and in the summer is that the bladder is protected by a heat shield mm. and that i would say is the number one thing um if a listener is looking for a new um, hydration vest is make sure that the bladder is protected in some way by a heat shield or by the material. Mm -hmm. So the water doesn't get too warm or too hot, but also so bacteria doesn't start to mm. grow um, mm -hmm. in there as well. Um, as for vest hurting, she said no, but there is that period of adjustment and getting used to it. Um, but she said that um, when you find the one that works for you, you should be super happy. So, <laughs> nice. um, and again, there's that trial and error. And I feel, you know, I, I feel like I'm giving this advice and then someone's probably going to try this best to be like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they don't like the vest, we have, we got a ton of hydration questions. So, okay. <laughs> Ash is hoping to find a handheld hydration for smaller hands. While Jess, okay. uh, Jess is looking for recommendations for a hydration belt for gals with a booty. And I would like okay. to know as well because I've got a little bit of booty. And uh, same with her. She says she straps it. Unless she straps it super high, it loosens, and then it bounces like crazy and annoys her the whole time she's running. Okay. And, uh, so I'm going to chime in real quick to say mm -hmm. that, I, well, first of all, I, I do not have much of a booty, but that I really i i um wear a hydration belt when i'm training for a marathon and i just was so bothered by the whole bouncing thing and i found that fuel belt really they make belts that allow it really just stays where i put it and and part mm -hmm. of it i sometimes think is to wear it a little bit um lower than you think you might want to be wearing it and so for some reason wearing it around your hips to me keeps it more solidly in place so getting a size that can accommodate going around your hips and now um christine i'll let you answer the question yes so i will um 100 percent agree with you on wearing it a little lower than what you think um i often will see customers trying on hydration belts in the store and they're um buckling them right around their waist, like where their belly button is. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, this feels good. This feels good. And I always go over there. I'm like, okay, let's pretend you've just run, 
you know, eight miles in your half and you're getting fatigued and all of a sudden this is where your belt is and I move <laughs> it down for them. So it's like right at their waist. The bottles are probably bouncing off their butt. And they're like, oh, oh, mm, mm. And I'm like, can you get used to that? So much like you said, I like to keep mine when I wear a belt um, up around my hips. Um, and I have tried... I have tried numerous ones. I have tried fuel belt, um, uh, camel, um, not camelback, my apologies. Um, Nathan Uh is the one that I have ended up loving and it's Uh actually called the trail mix plus. Uh Um, and I think what worked for me is it had the most, it just had the best mix of everything I wanted. So I knew for training for a half, especially when I was out on the trails and there'd be no water, um, until I came to specific places, I wanted at least two bottles. Yeah. I didn't want them super big. So the bottles on my belt are 10 ounces, which I think is great. I can fill them up all the way if it's a long run, or I can fill them both up just a little bit. Um, yeah, I find 10 ounce bottles make such a big difference. It's so silly, yes. but a 10 ounce, two 10 ounce bottles makes such a big difference than two six or two eight ounce bottles. Oh, yes. And it's so, you know, and I've tried the different size bottles and when I finally was like, okay, the 10 ounces are coming with the new belt. Yep. I think this is going to be, you know, try to get used to it. I don't know why I ever had any less mm-hmm. because you don't, you don't have to stop as much. Mm-hmm. You kind of can judge how many ounces you're going to need, where you're going to need them. Um, mm-hmm. So in addition to the size of the bottles, what I also like is the phone holder. I guess we'll just call it that is it fits my phone. It fits my keys and it fits nutrition. And for mm-hmm. a long time, when we would have various products come into the store or before I worked here, I had a hard time finding one with a pocket that I liked and one that would hold, you know, various things um, aside from, you know, your personal items. Um, For me, sometimes I need a rescue inhaler when I run. So Mm -hmm. could it fit that if it was a particularly humid day? Um, Could it fit, um, you know, someone else's car keys if I was running with someone else. So that's what I really like the most about the Nathan um, Trail Mix Plus belt, and I'm super happy with it. Um, And the other thing I want to note is it's very easy to clean, which Mm -hmm. I was also surprisingly happy about. Um, You just take the bottles off, you can remove the clips, and I just hand wash the, the nylon strap, and I hang it outside to dry, and it's great and brand new again um and for me being a mom now i wanted something easy to clean and that's perfect um Mm -hmm. the other thing is it comes in so many fun colors the one i have now is like aqua blue and hot pink and it's totally not me but um it's one that's just fun um and as for um the question for handheld hydration for smaller hands so that's definitely me. I have very tiny hands. I have very small feet. Um, so another product by Nathan that I love so much is called the Speed Draw Plus. Um, and you can get it insulated or uninsulated. Mm. Um, I have had this product now for mm, five years plus. Um, mm. I really like it. Um, I actually just got a new one, not because I needed it, but because they updated the handheld pocket on it. Um, so it fits my phone a lot better and it fits my keys. Um, and for me, this was important before I found the running belt for longer runs because I would just run with my keys in one hand and a water bottle in the other. And I said to myself, all right, I'm balanced. This is good. We can turn (laughs) these miles out. And one of my friends suggested before I, you know, came to Gazelle, one of my friends suggested trying a handheld bottle and what's really nice about this one is you don't feel like you're holding anything so well that's that's well, the key it's it should that it should just rest right mm-hmm. you don't you shouldn't have to be gripping it the whole time it should just no, rest no. and you should be able to keep your hand almost you know as straightish or slightly cupped as you would if you didn't have yes. anything in your hand yeah. yep Th- yeah. yep this one sits in the cup of your hand and there's a strap along the back side and it's, I mean, you don't, you don't notice it's there except for the water splashing that you can hear. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you touched on pockets, which our next question, um, 
and it's uh, mm-hmm. comes from Katie and Maureen. And it's because I have to say that we at AMR were heartbroken, heartbroken when we found out Saucony was discontinuing its apparel line as I um, had been in a long-term committed relationship with the brand's bullet capris, which have roomy pockets on both th- both thighs. So I know that I'm eager to hear the response to Katie and Maureen's request for shorts that have generous pockets. And um, Maureen specified she wants longer shorts, by which I'm thinking she means compression-style ones. So, mm-hmm. you know, because particularly, you know, training for a half or a marathon, you know, like you indicated, there's, you got to bring along a lot of stuff. You know, it's like, being a new mom, you know, you can't just dash out the door with, with nothing. Right. Absolutely. Um, so much like yourself, I also was in that long-term relationship with the bullet caprice. <laughs> um, and I actually, um, was thinking how many pairs I probably have. And I'm thinking I'm close to 10. Um, <laughs> two of them are see-through. So maybe we won't count those two, but that's how much I loved that particular product. So I am quite sad as you are oh my gosh well also okay so so when we were in a partnership with Sockney, i'll admit that we got them um you know as part of the deal so you know but they're amazing and and, but but then i'm like but because i had so many and i thought oh they'll just keep making them i can get new ones i'm like oh i can you know give that red pattern pair red's not my color i can you know give that to molly or you know i'll put put that in the goodwill bin or something like that now i'm like what an idiot I am. I must have given away like three pairs of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I totally feel you. I, and they're going for a ton, a ton on like eBay and Mm -hmm. Amazon. I mean like 105 bucks. Like crazy. You're like, those are the ones I put in the Goodwill bill. Bin. <laughs> I, know, <right? laughs> I recognize those. Pre-owned, size or like large. Molly's, Molly's on eBay. <laughs> right, like right. Molly's 1001 is selling them. Wait a minute. <laughs> Molly, well, I, I totally wasn't above bribing our reps being like, mm, how many mediums do you still have? And can they find their way to Northville? Specifically my staff mailbox. That would be fabulous. I, I gave a pair, I gave a pair to one of my good friends in Oregon and um, she, because I was moving to the Caribbean and they were the longer ones and she, she still has them. She said, I have to pry them off of her cold, dead body. <laughs> so yes. I, and um, she wears them around me sometimes, <laughs> like rubbing nice. it in. She mocks you. <laughs> she does mock me. <laughs> all right, Christine. So then what are alternatives for all of us who are overclimped that there are no new ones available? So the two that I think are the closest and that I have found and that I like are the premium performance um, crop by New Balance. They also make a short and it's called the Premium Performance 8 inch, which was very, very similar to mm. the Saucony Scoot short yep, that they yep. used to have. Uh-huh. That was eight inches too. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like the um, deep pockets that they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, I found that these these this particular Capri and shorts by New Balance are the two that um, have similar pockets to that you know you could put your phone in it you can put your goo and your other mm-hmm. um, nutrition you know down in there so they don't slide up Pock as up, you're yep, moving yep. around yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like them too because the material reminds me of the bullet capris and the scoot shorts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can breathe and I feel like they are tight enough without making me feel like I'm a sausage. <laughs> exactly. And but but they um, also they also sort of kept stuff in, you know. I don't want Oh my gosh, they did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like the band. Oh, that's the other oh, thing. The wide the band. band oh, is yeah. just like the bullet. It's it's thick enough where you are happy with it, but it's not so thick that it's like doubling over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so those two are huge and then um Nike, I've ebbed and flow with Nike apparel over the years, but I have to say the Epic Lux, Epic Lux shorts and capris I've been happy with, mostly because the pockets are the same. Oh, and I like those deep pockets. So if I oh. aren't, if I'm not taking any other, you know, belt or something to hold anything in, I at least know if I've got those Nike ones on, I can stick that stuff way down in that pocket, and it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But curses to Nike for not making their apparel bigger. 
Yes. Um, you know, really shame on them. Yes. I mean, it's just I like, I you mean, come so on. I buy something from them. It's like, really? Okay. Oh, I know that it is not vanity sizing, but it's also just not even inclusive. No, yeah. not inclusive. It doesn't fit and under my butt. Yeah, no. no. No, no. And sometimes it's disappointing when you have a customer who really likes a product, but they have, you know, let's say I'll just use me an example and Nike, I need a larger and extra large. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't fit. Yep. And so it's like, well, Nike doesn't make a two X or a triple. So, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so again, back to the new mom and figuring out our bodies, that's mm-hmm. you know, something that I, mm-hmm. that I try so hard to say, these products work for me. I love them. Let's try them on. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. So we noticed in several of your running photos, you often sport a super cute headband. <laughs> uh, so we figure you're especially qualified to give advice to another Sarah on our Facebook page who wanted suggestions for headbands that actually stay in place. Mm-hmm. And then Angela would like to know any headbands that don't give you headaches. Absolutely. So the headband that's usually in my pictures is a Bondi band. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started wearing them really because they were obnoxious colors and the patterns were awesome. And then the more I wore them, the more I said, oh, there's no sweat in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't have to keep tucking it behind my ears because it's moving Mm -hmm. and it's not falling down on my face and it's not falling backwards onto my pony or braid or whatever it is for the day that my hair is tucked away for running and I have I've used them oh my gosh hmm 10 years maybe <laughs> it's been a long time uh-huh. like I've got you were an early adopter of uh, been, go ahead you were an early adopter of Bondi band yes, yes. <laughs> I there are some that my husband would probably like to see just thrown away and that's like a soccer girl <laughs> like they don't right like my sister played but, soccer and they all wore those bondage. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely for definitely for that. Um as for headbands that don't give headaches, um I like to point people in the direction of um a buff band. Mm. Um if there's um something that they're looking for that might have a little more substance to it besides the bondy band. The bondy bands are just kind of thin. Um mm. but I love the buffs. Um they make them in lots of different sizes but they have half buffs which are just like little headbands or they have full buffs which you can fold over to make as thin or as thick as you want um or or make is it a bandeau like they do on survivor you know so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and you can wear them so many different ways the full one they can be around your neck they can be a headband they can be a bandana type thing. Um, you can pull them in the winter up over your nose and actually like over your head. So only your eyes are showing like they're just yeah. a really cool product. Um, yeah. Very versatile. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, very versatile. Um, that's my go-to in the winter, but definitely. And, and they're tighter too, which is why I like them, mm-hmm. but perfect for the no headaches because they're not so tight. You feel like your head's getting squeezed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So veering into TMI territory, because we, we love going there. Um, Laura begs, what is the best product for chafing? She says, I am in agony. I hands down tell everyone to try body glide at some oh, point. You're a body glide believer. Oh, and Alex, our podcast producer is nodding his head. So yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love it. Mm-hmm. I put it on places that people often look at me and think, wow, you are so weird. But I put it on my toes. Uh-huh. Um, I put it between my fingers, um, oh. arms, legs, obviously. Um, I do put it on my chest and in my armpits. Uh-huh. Um, basically, anywhere that sweat can get and you don't think about it until you've taken off that article of clothing and you're like, oh, how did that happen? Or um, or you don't think about it until you get in the shower and then you shriek in agony. Uh, yeah. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So I put it everywhere and I go through probably a stick every one or two months. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, perhaps the best photo we... You can use it for other things too. So like obviously use it when I play soccer, when I do other sports, but um, my husband will take it to to baseball. Mm, uh-huh. Because he likes 
that his hands puts it on his hands says the the bat doesn't give his hands blisters when he does it so just you can really use it in other ways but specifically for the chafing i i mean anywhere that you think you might chafe or something doesn't feel right i load it on well I was going to say perhaps the best photo ever on my my personal favorite photo we ever had on our Facebook was from a woman here in Portland who showed her two body glides and one in very big, bold, sharpie letters on top said ASS um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because she did not want to confuse the two. And mm-hmm. that one was specifically dedicated for that region. <laughs> yes. Yes. So body glide like that. Body glide is just the runner's duct tape. It's basically that's what you need. That's the other tattoo you need to get, Sarah. The MacGyver. I'm keeping a list. <laughs> They're going to be covered by the time we're done talking. Today. I know. <laughs> Alex is putting it on right now. <laughs> um, okay, so fi- I think this is the final question. We had so many questions, but Jill gets the final question. She wants to know. The best carrier for a phone, armband versus flip belt or whatever you're going to tell us to do. Okay, so working in a running store, I've tried them all, whether we've had demo runs or for personal use. Um, But the one that I have found I have liked the most is um, putting my phone on an armband. Um, And the one that I use is by Amphipod and it's called the Smart View um, Sumo. And I don't know if I like it because I can merely take my finger and touch through the protective um, layer and it will change my music for me, or if I like it that um, it's very lightweight, it's very um, aerodynamic, I guess is a good word for it, because I don't ever feel like it's on my arm. Hmm. Like, I know it's there, and I'm aware of it, but I don't feel like I have this heavy thing that I'm lugging around. Um, Hmm. Flip belts, I think for me, um, I just never could make it work. I think because I always felt like there was weight in a specific part of the belt, and it wasn't distributed evenly, Um, which may not be the case for everybody. Um, But... I'm going to chime in with my favorite, which is that, um, which and I had sort of forgotten because I, I, when I train for um, marathons or or half marathons, you know, I wear capris to prevent the, the chafing. So then I have, you know, since I have my stockpile of bullet capris, I would just put the phone (laughs) in there. So I forgot. And now that I'm back to walk running after my plantar fasciitis, I've done a few times. I forgot that I have a hips sister um, waist hip pack. And it's like, this stretchy, wide, um, you know, tube's not the right term. I guess it is sort of the right term that it has and has a zipper, long zippered pocket on each side. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can for, really forget that I have it on. I like keeping things really close to my center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So that's where I keep my phone and it more than adequately fits my iPhone 8. So anyway, I just want to try I don't know. That. No, I don't know that I've ever heard of that, but I'm totally going to. Yeah, so it's it yeah, so this. it's it's hips sister. There's I'm not just pronouncing the s. There's two of them right next to each other. It's, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is, so. it, is there a buckle, or do you have to like put it over your no. head to get it on? Or you're so funny. I've never think to put it on over my head. I step into it. You step into it. Okay. Yeah, and then just shimmy it up, and then okay. Oftentimes, so and then it just sits because I wear um, Saucony running shorts, and they have mm-hmm. that same wide waistband. So they just it just kind of it's a little bit wider than that waistband. It just sits on there and then I wear, you know, a, a kind of luscious tank top over it so that you don't see it. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, that and, up. Yeah. And then I wear Aftershocks Trex Air so I don't need the, since I gave the, you know, I haven't worn corded headphones for about a year now. And now that I see people running with corded headphones, I'm like, really? You still oh, do that? Like- I know. <laughs> it just bothers me just watching the wires. I remember <laughs> someone recently, she had her cell phone in her sports bra she had the wires. I mean, I was just oh, uncomfortable. I know. I got to go faster. Just to like, I can't watch the wires. Yeah. <laughs> do you like your aftershocks? Because I love mine. And I just oh, like, do I like them? Oh, somebody invent this earlier. Oh, so, well, yeah. Why doesn't it me? 
I I have a yeah right. I have a shrine, basically a shrine built at my aftershocks. So um yeah yeah we we in the place of the bullet caprice. Right exactly yeah I'm now in a committed long term relationship. Committed relationship yes. with the aftershocks <laughs> with the aftershocks. Yeah, I yeah. am as well, and everybody who sees me wearing them gets into the same relationship. <laughs> and there's enough to go around, so we don't have to share. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't have mine. <laughs> All right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for chatting about gear with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. This was this was a great way to end my day. It really was. I'm like on a cloud right now. So thank you, you guys. Oh, oh good. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you. Well, I really enjoyed talking to Christine. And there's t- I harken back to my gear days as a magazine writer, and I could just geek out on gear all day long. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I, I've only gone to a specialty store once and talking to her. No way. I know. But it is the intimidation factor, you know. you It's that kind of, you know, you walk in and there's so much stuff and someone comes up to you and then you run out. I don't know. That was my experience. But <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to go to a specialty store because I need good shoes. I need to stop just like buying what I was buying in high school. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. You got to got to move on from high those bras and those shoes and the, all that other stuff. Just leave My it behind. My first bra is like from Target. It's I'm a hot mess up in here. <laughs> I need to go to a store. Oh my goodness. I think we need to change that, Maggie. We need to, <laughs> we need, we need to get you set up. So, um, well, uh, let's hear from Dimity over in the train like a mother club. Hey everybody, it's Dimity here in Denver coming to you with the Train Like a Mother Club corner. The corner this week happens to be the corner of Heart Rate and 101. I've got uh, two comments from a Facebook um, situation in Heart Rate 101. Somebody said, tell me about your early days of heart rate training. And Erica answered, I'm not that far down the road, but I'll chime in anyhow. I completed Heart Rate 101 about a week ago and did it without missing a single run, which is a huge testament to the training plan because usually I go too hard and get re-injured. It took me two to three weeks to get into my groove, and it's a slow groove now, but I'm doing it. I recently started the amazing half marathon plan. Woot woot. (laughs) Woot woot. Good luck. For me, the idea of practicing running was helpful. And Beth writes, lots of walking, especially uphill. Um, That thing about your average pace dropping by two to three minutes. Yep, that happens, but I wasn't bothered. I had switched my training by minutes rather than miles at that point. This is the first time in my running career that I am doing running five days a week, and I love it. So um, reading you the, to those two things because I wanted to let you know that we have a new group session starting this Monday, August 6th. It will go through September 30th. It's an eight-week plan to introduce you to running by heart rate. It's a great thing to do in the heat. Um, I think August is still pretty hot in most places. Um, so check it out if, if that's interesting to you and you're not training for a specific race right now. Um, you can find that information at trainlikeamother.club under the heart rate training planned. Awesome. Have a great week, you guys. Hope the weather stays fairly cool and we will catch up with you next week. Bye. Okay. And speaking of gear, our massive, massive summer sale in the Mother Runner store ends Saturday, August 4th, which is probably quote unquote tomorrow. If you're listening to this episode, when it first drops, our cute, lightweight, fast-drying tank tops are marked down to between $12 or $18, total bargain, while our sassy Make You Smile lifetime lifestyle tees are priced at $20 or less. Our super popular trucker and running hats are selling for $15 or less, so supplies are definitely limited. Gosh, we had just an avalanche of say, um, orders right from the get-go, so since they're no longer here in the storage room off of this recording studio... I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that um, supplies are limited. So uh, don't delay. Run to MotherRunnerStore.com to snap up deals. Again, that's MotherRunnerStore.com. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Many happy miles.